everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 182, Are You Self-Reliant? On this episode, we encourage you not to go solo backpacking. Well, at least until you've mastered a few skill sets first. With the desire of ours to get people out exploring the benefits of solo backpacking, it's important that we take a step back and first focus on what you need to know in order to get out there. How prepared are you when things go wrong? We talk about that, what you need to practice before going out alone. Get talking about this topic, join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and start the conversation. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. So Trust the Trail podcast and the Backcountry Foodie have partnered up to give our hiking community even more information on how to be at your best on the trail. Aaron Owens of Backcountry Foodie offers a complete list of nutritional meal plans for your next backpacking adventure. After all, she is a licensed dietitian and avid backpacker backpacker herself both of us and Aaron understand how important nutrition is on the trail just go to backcountryfoodie.com use the promo code trust the trail and get 20% off any of their membership services backcountry foodie also offers our listeners who go on our backpacking trips with us specific one-on-one meal planning as part of our adventure backpacking trips on trust the trail very cool thank you backcountry foodie go out there check out that website you get a lot of information because we are getting ready to go to the grand canyon in the end of april so that's all set in stone don't wait to book that trip because we've got a whole bunch of lodging uh itineraries things to go with and lodging is limited up there at jacobs lake inn so don't wait that's where we're going to be taking off from we want everyone to be together for that trip we've also announced our zion meetup uh, event that is going to be pretty epic not only we're we going to be doing hiking uh, at angels landing and throughout zion but we're doing we're going to try to do, put two backpacking trips together we're going to do a uh, west room trail and the narrows so you definitely don't want to miss this also um it's that getting that time of year i mean it's still winter i know a lot of everybody's still like freezing cold and there's snow and but spring's right around the corner folks so if you're looking for additional gear deals go out and bookmark the backpackerstore.com the power is in the search that website's for you you can use the search area to type in a piece of gear you want compare prices from all the major outfitters like moose jaw camp saver East, eastern mountain sports enlightened gear hyperlight msr they're all on the backpackerstore.com so go ahead and look at some gear deals there's a lot of good gear deals out there right now and full disclosure we did build that site that is we own that site at no additional cost to you we do take a small commission off any gear that you buy and we put it right back into our podcast and our adventure trip so we're getting ready to go folks let's uh spring is right around the corner uh, just so is backpacking season always, <laughs> but it's, it's also a time where people really start to get back out. They're like, okay, winter's over. I want to get back out. And one of the things that we hear all the time is I want to go solo. And, and 
and this is not a women's only podcast. This is not about like women going solo. This is about everybody going solo. Um, though we do hear it from a lot of women and, and my, my gut reaction is always, yeah, get out there. Like, go do it, go do it. But whoa, it's, it's wise to kind of take a step back because there, there's a reason why people aren't running out to the woods and hiking solo. There's a reason why people tend to partner up or want the safety in numbers or want the safety of confidence. It's like, we got this thing called fear, you know, and fear stops us dead in our tracks for doing a lot of what we want to do. And knowledge negates fear. Knowledge will it, you, you've got to learn skill sets before you even go out there. We're not the ones to tell a new backpacker, hey, throw on a pack, get out there, go do it. Because <laughs> what happens once you're out there and all of a sudden you're not having fun because you're lost or you don't have confidence or you've got your imagination running wild? Well, I think that, you know, if we're talking about solo backpacking versus just going out there, um, it, which is a little bit uh, two different things. I think um, there are there's always trepidation in everything you do new and everything. When your first day of a new job, you're going to have a little fear. You know, um, the first time we ever got behind a wheel of a car and our parents were sitting on the passenger side yelling at us, <laughs> um, you know, that instilled fear. Uh, there's you know, fear of being, you know, the, a, a parent for the first time. Fear. There's always trepidation in everything that you do for the first time. Now, yeah, we would say you should put on a backpack and just go out there. But the reality is, is that the reason why everybody's not doing that is because there's trepidation of what could happen or might what might happen, and that has been able to live rent free in your head um and so that has taken over and that pushes you back from from actually going out and going solo backpacking yeah yeah of course (laughs) i i think that i think that you know we have a lot of people we see a lot of people that come in and you know want to learn the skill set of backpacking well that's that that is base camp right there is understanding how to pack your pack, understanding your gear, how to use it, what you're up against, how you backpack, how to do chores, like all the things that go along with backpacking. Yeah, that's a basic skill on its own. But then people start to really get very involved into whether you call it a sport or just something that they gain an enormous amount of benefit out back from. Um, I know for me, when I go out backpacking, I mean, I'm just, I'm at my best. I'm in my zone. I mean, it gives me so much. And, and, and so that becomes a trigger point for wanting to go out more and more and more and more and more. And once you go out more and more, you start to want to do it all on your own because the solo portion of being able to go out and experience everything you, you have now like mastered it, it takes on a whole different set of like, um, like mental preparedness in, in being able to do it. And, 
you know, you've got you you've got to learn other skill sets, not just how to be a backpacker and not just how to throw on a pack and what to pack and how to reduce your weight and all these kind of things. But it's like developing a skill set beyond that to become self-reliant. If you're going out alone, you should be going out alone prepped with knowledge and an understanding of what you might encounter. And I have read a lot of blogs out there recently or a lot of things that I've seen like be your own solar backpacker go out there and do that and and it and it makes me a little nervous because I'm I'm like well whoa there's things that you need to prepare and knowledge that you need to gain before doing all of that and and a lot of that is self-reliance and going out there with fear is never going to help you well, I I I, I kind of I take that back to when you first started driving a car. Right. You know, when you when you got when you were a teenager, um, and you had a driving permit. Okay, driving permit was like, well, you can kind of drive, but you have to have an adult with you, depending on what state you live in. Um, and so, you know, when you first started driving, you you were uh, you wanted to, <laughs> well, you wanted to be self reliant <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um, and, but a lot of times, you know, someone else sat in the passenger seat with you. And so, yeah, the, you know, the art of self-reliance was, was, was there, there was a spark, but there was always somebody in the passenger seat saying, um, Hey, you know, like this is how you parallel park, or this is how you, you know, like you pull over and, and, and they were kind of teaching you the rules of the road and, and just basic driving techniques right but what was the biggest thing that you had to learn the the biggest thing you had to learn when you started driving is you had to learn how the car worked you know you had to learn the brake you had to learn the gas you had to learn the gear you had to learn how to start the car you know oh and what happens when the car you know like dies you know for most of us you know we just call AAA or you know back then when we were young kids you just call mom or dad and say hey i have no idea why you know what the hell you know <laughs> what's going on and you know your mom or dad had to come out and you know rescue you you know but um, and i think when for all the years that we have been teaching uh, backpacking boot camp it's really kind of the same thing where people are like okay let's go i'm i'm ready um, but they don't know their gear and that was the biggest part of our backpacking boot camp classes were Getting to know your gear, getting to know how your stove works, how your tent works. And we've talked about this many, 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 many times on our podcast is that getting to know your gear should be like, you know, getting to know your best friend. Like, you know, that stuff very intimately, you know, everything about that piece of gear, because ultimately that gives you confidence, right? How much more confident are you to take a very long road trip when you know the ins and outs of your car like anything else. Like if something goes wrong, I know how to fix it. Doesn't that give you more confidence? Absolutely it does. It certainly gives me more confidence that, you know, when we are pulling the, this airstream around the country that, you know, I built the thing. So if something goes wrong, yeah. Have we had things go wrong? Yeah. yeah. Did we have like a plexiglass fly off the uh, front of the airstream uh, last week on the highway? <laughs> yeah, it almost did. But I was able to, I, I mean, you know, that gave me confidence to pull over, take it off. I knew how it worked, blah, blah, blah. And it, it came off r real quick. And I think that's the whole part of, you know, backpacking 
um, and going solo is that there's going to be some trial and error when you first get started. And we have said that a, a hundred times on this podcast about start slow, start easy, get get into it. And that ultimately will build, you know, more confidence and more self-esteem, you know, to, to go out there solo. Right. To, to gain confidence, you actually have to do something that is going to build that confidence. And, you know, backpacking is like the first step in doing that. Now, taking it to the next level and going out on your own, you have to have more skill sets. You don't have another to rely on. You don't have... Um, you know, somebody to call up necessarily and and help you out. So, you know, we're talking about building a skill set and really honing in and practicing, not just knowing, but diving in deep with those skill sets and practicing them when you're out with people, practicing them in a day trip, that kind of thing to really hone in on some skills that are going to make you a lot more confident in getting out there and feeling confident and going out alone, because what's the one thing that is going to stop you dead in your tracks when you finally have the, you finally have the gumption to get out there alone and do your first overnight alone. And all of a sudden, fears running rampant in your mind, because you don't have the knowledge to negate that. Or you have gear failure. Or or that you know, and you and you're not you're not really sure how that's going to work. You know, um, I've said I've told this story before um, briefly. I'll, I'll share it again. My first backpacking trip ever. I don't even think it was back. I think it was camping. My first camping trip to start learning how to go backpacking was an utter failure. <laughs> Most um, people's it, are. It I was, think it's a rite of passage. It was a. It was. It was disastrous. My first, yeah, you're right. I didn't go backpacking. It was getting Scott ready to sleep in a tent in the woods. And I had no gear. I, I did not have any backpacking gear. I was, I was a newbie. And I went out camping and my sleeping bag was too small. It was too tiny. And I felt like I was suffocating in it. And then I got like a little claustrophobic because we were in a very lightweight two-person tent and you know like it was like two o'clock in the morning I'm like I'm out I'm done you know did you leave yeah 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 we did yeah two o'clock in the morning I'm like I'm done I'm not comfortable I can't sleep you know um I feel suffocated in the sleeping bag I'm hot you know I and I, I just was not comfortable and of course um you know, the person that took me and taught me about backpacking, you know, she just kind of laughed and she's like, all right, well, you know, we'll try again later. You know, it's just don't, it's no sweat. This is kind of like, you know, how it goes for the first time. <laughs> and I'd been camping before, but for some reason it was like, I, it wasn't like not really on my terms and I had no idea about maybe you should fit in your sleeping bag. That's important, you know, because um, I just, I had no I had just no idea of like, well, I'll just borrow a sleeping bag. It's a sleeping bag is a sleeping bag. Who cares? Who cares what it is? Who cares? It's a tent is a tent is a tent. You know, um, you know, it doesn't make any difference. Well, it does matter. It does because, you know, I like I'm a side sleeper. And so, you know, I need a sleeping bag or, or a quilt that's going to give me that um, shoulder room, that girth that I can go up and down and be comfortable and stay warm at the same time. That took a long time to learn, and um, I needed 
a bigger tent. So I needed a little leg room. You know, squeezing into a one and a half person tent was not going to be my gig. You know, maybe a two person tent. And that took a long time to learn. But the important thing is like once you get to know your gear inside and out, you're going to be a lot more confident by going out there by yourself in the long run. It's it's funny that you kind of talk about, um, you know, all the hesitancy that pops up uh, because I think every every backpacker has been there. Every every solo backpacker has been there stepping in. Um, so we, we kind of want to talk about there's there's three different skill sets that we think are more important than practicing going out there alone. Because before you go out there alone, I think it's really wise to have a deep understanding of these skill sets. Um, and and there's, there's so many ways. Yes, there's different steps on how you can prepare to go alone out in the backcountry, how you can step away from being a backpacker to being a solo backpacker. Um, and we think there's three really, really, really important skill sets to really high kind of teach yourself and build the knowledge, but more importantly, practice um, before you get out there and and you do that. And, and those can all be done in a very safe setting before going out solo. So um, one of the biggest ones is plan ahead and prepare. And you've heard us talk about this a million, million times, but planning ahead and preparing, you know, what does that mean? How do you go about doing it? Um, and we're not talking about just, oh, plan ahead and prepare, know your route, grab a map, that kind of thing. We're talking about digging in and really understanding what you're up against, taking kind of taking the unknown factor out of it for you. Well, I think one of the simple things to do when you plan and prepare is you look at the weather forecast. <laughs> That's basic important. But more importantly, more importantly than that is that you're Let's, let's talk about the prepare part of it. Um, the planning stuff is relatively easy, but the prepare stuff, what are you preparing for? Like, what's going to happen? What, what, you know, what am I psychologically preparing for? What? <laughs> and, and I think the prepare stuff is, is having a basic understanding that you're getting out of your comfort level. You're going out into, you know, a, uh, you know, the, the woods, um, you're going out to Mother Nature, um, and you know we've said this once. We'll say it a thousand again. Mother Nature does not care about your backpacking trip; she just doesn't care. So that understanding of it, and knowing well, I could get wet. It, the weather could change. Um, I've done my due diligence. I've brought the gear that I need to get through a rainstorm. Um, prepare. I need to eat. I need to have water. And those are just basic, basic ways to to prepare um, in in the short term. And we're not, you know, and and always, always um, the the biggest thing with the prepare is and the plan is letting somebody know where you're going. So those are just really simple things to do. Um, you know, it's you're not, you know, you're not, you don't have to read a uh, you know hundred page uh, manual on how to plan and prepare. It's just, you know, it's, it's very simple. It's very, you know, when you think about the very basic things of what you're going to need, food, water, shelter, possibly fire, 
um, you know, protecting yourself from the rain, protecting yourself from the sun. It's basically the 10 essentials that helps you do the plan and prepare um, issue. And the rest is just using some, some very basic uh, common sense by letting somebody know where you are, letting somebody know where you're going to go, how long you're going to be there, when you're coming out, um, and, you know, some just some basic information about, about your trip. So I had a conversation with a woman recently. Uh, so we were we were in this camp and there were a lot of people around us for an event that was coming in. And she said to me, she goes, one of my biggest fears about, you know, walking out my front door are rattlesnakes. Now we're in the Arizona desert. It's also February, right? Well, it was January at that point. And she was like, one of my biggest fears is rattlesnakes. She's like, I walk out of my front door and I'm really, really, really scared about encountering a rattlesnake. And I and I stopped and I and I was like, well, well, first, I don't think it needs to be the forethought in your mind. And here's why they're dormant right now. They're 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 not out They're They're going to see you coming now. I mean, granted, they're out there, but like they're in a dormant state. And and it, it, it's a similar with. And this is one of the biggest fears that we hear about is uh, with people going solo is all the sounds outside of their tent at night and their imagination running rampant and what that looks like. And once you get in your head and you start cycling through all of this stuff, it's really hard to kind of pull yourself back to a state of knowledge. And so, you know, part of that prepping and planning it talk to a ranger it's the most basic thing that you can do once you kind of get some questions answered and once you know what your terrain looks like once you know what you know you're kind of up against there's always lingering questions get a ranger on the phone they're very very more more likely than not they're so willing to talk to you talk to them about the wildlife that you might encounter talk to them about what animal activities you might have at these campsites what can you expect overnight what's active what's dormant you know talk to them about all the uh, the different um i would say uh habits of them and and i it's, it's funny because more often than not you hear somebody go oh yeah I just, I knew there was something outside my tent. I was so nervous. I was so nervous because I couldn't see it, but I could hear it. And it was just the wind. Well, you know, the rattlesnake uh, fear is funny because that's one of the only um, wildlife creatures that actually lets you know that it's, it, you're too close. It's like of all the different snakes, of all the different wildlife <laughs> out there, the rattlesnake has what they call a, a rattle. <laughs> And so if you're close, it says, hey, ch -ch 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 -ch. I need some private time and you, you need a little bit too close. And it's a warning. So, I mean, like, I'm thankful for the rattlesnake. I'm actually, like, grateful that it's smart enough to say, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to, like, just, just do a little rattle right now. You're a little bit too close. And, man, I have almost stepped on top of a rattlesnake before. And... You know, my biggest fear was a brown recluse. I've been bit by a brown recluse. I'm here. Um, being afraid of a rattlesnake as you're walking out your front door is a little funny because you're in the house. You have, you probably, if you have, if you're walking out your front door, you're probably 
have a phone, you probably have a car, and you know you have uh, you have a much better chance at um, being okay rather than when you're in the in the wilderness. But the 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 rattlesnake is a great great um, um, example of people being afraid of something that warns you <laughs> you're too close. Well, it, it's going back to the concept of fear. Like there's practical fear and there's things that you should be hesitant of and you should kind of be prepared for. And then there's impractical fear, the fear of of what could be and what doesn't exist in that moment. Yeah. And that's 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 really um, that's really big. I mean, I I can understand the fear thing very, very well. Um, so let's kind of just really briefly explore practical fear versus real fear so real fear is you know you're driving down the road someone pulls out in front of you at 80 miles per hour and you got to kind of hit the brakes um and it it sends fear through you like man you know i, I could have been into an accident i could you know you could have caused a really bad car accident that's real fear you're sitting by a campfire and a little you know spark comes up and you know sets your pants leg on fire that's real fear the fear is based off of reality, of something that's happening right then and there. Right, a reaction to something that that scares you. Yeah, absolutely. And and fear has a lot of different sub emotions, like anger. You know, like um, you know, uh, 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 adrenaline rush. Uh, you know, fear. It's a flight or or a fright. Um, so, you know, fear has a lot of different sub-emotions to it, but it's usually caused by an action. It's something that's happening right now. Um, you know, you, you, you stab yourself in the finger with your, with your pocket knife, or you have a cut, or you have been bitten by a snake. I mean, I can, get, I can guarantee you, when I found out I was bitten by a brown recluse, I had real fear. You know, that was a real reactionary thing that that happened to me it was reality it wasn't like gee i hope i don't get bitten by a brown recluse there's a huge bullseye on my leg well everybody should see me when a bee's around yeah yeah right right well for you that's real fear because real fear of what's gonna happen well uh, well i know what's gonna happen you know because you're (laughs) allergic to bees but if there's a bee bee on your arm that that's real that's happening right now right that's a that's a uh, reactionary fear but, but what is false fear is putting strength in something that is not happening. It's, it's not happening. You're giving strength to, well, what if I get eaten by a bear? Really? The odds of you being eaten by a bear, depending on your geographical location. <laughs> That's an important factor. Some bears, Plan ahead and prepare. Some bears aren't even carnivores they they don't even eat people so the the odds of you being eaten by a bear is so slim to none but if you give that power that's not only preventing you from um pushing yourself or giving yourself an opportunity to build confidence and self-esteem but you're giving that power of which nothing has it's not reality and so, you know, you know, watching, you know, a video or listening to the podcast and saying, well, I'd love to go out there, but, but 
I didn't know if I could hike that hill. I didn't know if I could go out there by myself and listen to all the, the wildlife. I didn't know if I... What you're doing is you're giving that power that is unseen, unreality, and that's why they call fear, if you spell out fear, false evidence appearing real. It's not real. It hasn't happened. And it's probably not going to happen. But if you get that power, the only thing you're doing is preventing yourself from pushing forward and facing that fear. We've all been in fearful situations for the first time. And we talked about starting a new job. Oh, no one's going to like me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this job. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going like, to look like an idiot. you know. And what happens? The first day, everyone comes up to you and says, hey, man, welcome to this. If you need any help, just let me know and I'll help you. And you're like, wow, that person's really nice. Well, that's completely opposite of how you thought everyone was going to hate you on your first day. Well, too, I mean, I've been in that situation where I have been an idiot. But guess what? No one really cares. They forget about it the next day. Well, because you, everyone you... else has been an idiot. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that you learn from those moments. You learn from that. And that's part of what we're talking about here is that you, you gain the knowledge base. You you put yourself in a situation to like learn from it. And you never kind of make that mistake, quote unquote, again. Well, I mean, it, it's, you know, I really do take the the driving for the first time because I really do think that is a very parallel situation to going out and doing anything. You know, like you, do you remember how afraid you were when you first started driving? Like, well, what if this? What if this? What if I got a flat tire? What if this? I was terrified of getting on the highway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Merging oh, into traffic. Merging. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was right. terrifying to right. me. I remember. Right. And now, you know, like, you know, you're driving 30 years later. Not, not only are you not afraid to merge, but you're going to beat the car that's coming in your lane because he's not moving he or she's not moving over for you and so like you you have this cocky self-confidence you know when we drive and backpacking is exactly the same it is no different of all the fears you think are going to happen of all the trepidation and i don't know and blah 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 if you do it long enough i mean half the time when i pack my pack i'm like eh eh I, I might need this, might not need this. If it rains, I'm going to get wet. You know, I mean, like, like I'm probably gotten to the point now where, like, I don't even, I, like, I just throw this stuff in there and I just go. Because, I, like, I'm not really, what what could possibly happen to me? I could encounter a mouse. You know, I mean, I could a, encounter a, a jackrabbit. <laughs> yeah, I could encounter a jackrabbit. But if I encounter something bigger, if something does happen, then guess what? I've been doing this long enough, and I've, 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 I understand what the risks are long enough, and I will know what to do. Maybe I shouldn't go take a photograph of a mountain lion and its cubs. Maybe I know that. That's probably a bad idea. You know, if I see something that doesn't look right, I'm self-aware enough to say, you know what, I'm not going to go walk over there and put myself into that situation. If I encounter someone or something on the trail and that person makes me feel uncomfortable, I know to walk away and to be self-aware. It's really the same thing as what we do every single day, getting out of our car and going into the store at any given point in our life. Well, all that comes with uh, the practice of it, right? And so we kind of got off on a tangent as we always do. And I love that we do that because like we get really passionate. But 
one of the things that have helped me when I first started going out there, whether it was alone or with a group, is I kind of, I'm very inquisitive person and I like to ask questions and I like to dig in. Like, what did I not know? Oh, maybe I should have thought about figuring that out before or you know, and, and, and it just and it helps with like gathering your thoughts out there, figuring out what you didn't maybe know before you went in. But now, you know, because you have the experience of actually doing it. Those are the questions that you talk to the ranger about. Those are the questions that you dig deep into to figure out how to plan and prepare. It's never just about the map. It's never just about the route. It's never just about the weather. It's never just about it's about all those things that you gain the knowledge in doing when you're out there, that you learn to hone in on your prepare and your preparation for, for getting out there. And that, that that's the deep part of preparing and building your self-awareness and your self-confidence um, before going in. And that is one of the skills that you really, really, really need to start practicing and honing in and, and figuring out what you need to know before going out there alone so you're better equipped. So. Yeah, I learned on a long road trip in a car, you should have a spare tire. <laughs> And you should know how to change that tire. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, you, everyone has to learn that the hard way, right? When all we would have had to do is put a little effort in learning it first instead of learning it afterwards. So it's always, it's, you know, the funny thing about life is that it's always funny to say I should have, could have, would have in hindsight. But I think if you have that fear, like, you know, if you have a fear of going out solo backpacking, then the best thing to do is practice, 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 learn your gear, and then slowly get into it. So you're not afraid to solo backpacking. If I'm afraid of getting a flat tire on a long road trip, maybe I should look into getting a spare and learn how to change the tire. Well, that's the key is learning how to change the tire that spare isn't really going to do you much good. <laughs> no, and we've, we, we've been in that situation where we did have a spare. We did know how to change it. I just didn't have the tool to get to the spare. I mean, all of this is about building self-confidence and building self-reliance and, you know, empowerment and, and, and prepping yourself for this is the, the actual doing and the practice of it. So um, our second big uh, self-reliance tool that uh, not only you need to understand and gain the knowledge of um, a huge skill set and one that many overlook, especially when in a group environment. Um, but you have to learn how to do it if you're going to go out there solo is learning how to read and use a topography map, not just read the actual skill set of learning how to use it in a real life practical scenario. This is my favorite and we've talked about this before, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there. Scott and I failed miserably on a test. We did a, uh, uh, a wilderness survival. And we know how to read and use a topography map. But when you are in the middle of nowhere and you have no guidance on what's around you, it is so easy to misplace yourself and not know where you're at. So, yeah, you're going to probably at one point or another get lost out in the woods a big fear of people yeah and or at least get disorientated you know? yeah disorientated is very very likely because you're never really lost you're just misplaced but it but understanding really how to like dig in deep and understand how to use it now this is going to help you and somebody asked me what do I do 
you know, if I run out of water or I get injured or I run into something that I'm not supposed to run into or or I I I just am not quite sure where to go from here. Well, that is going to help you more than you know. And on all of our trips, I, I try and encourage people to take over the map for a day or take over it for a few hours to kind of guide us and really understand. Keep resourcing it, looking how to use it. And the thing is, is that, well, what if I run out of water? Well, have you ran out of water? Well, what if I encounter something I don't understand? Have you encountered something you don't understand? What if I get lost? Have you or are you lost at that point? Those are all fears that aren't real. The plan and prepare part of it is learning those tools to better understand. So when that happens, you know what to do. It's not a guess. You don't think about it. You absolutely know what to do. Having a practical skill set like reading topography, understanding how to use a navigation tool with it, like really digging deep into that is really taking the whole fear base out of it. It's now when I first started, it's not a natural, it's not natural to, to see things like that. It's hard to take a map, a topography map, and kind of orientate yourself when you don't have the knowledge of actually where you're at. It's difficult. There's, It's not a natural thing, but the more you practice at it, the more you force yourself to, 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 to use it in real life scenarios, the more you purposely go out there and understand what am I looking at? What am I looking at on this? How is how are all these lines and all of this connecting to to where I'm physically standing? It it does it takes it it, it offers you so much empowerment and it offers you the education and the and the knowledge. And honestly, that is probably one of the skill sets that are only partly understood and not fully understood. And that will build so, so much confidence and and so much like useful need to know how when you're out there, you're going to understand if you do run out of water, where's that stream? You probably talked to a ranger to talk. Well, you should have talked to a ranger to understand what seasonally is dry versus like what's naturally flowing. It, it teaches you what's in between you and that stream to get the water. Yeah, just because it's blue on the map, that doesn't mean there's going to be water down there. That's that's <laughs> a the huge thing. misconception. So um, to give you a really good example, the topography maps um, stuff. So, you know, um, well, I've talked about the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon uh, a thousand times on this podcast, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, when Becky and I just went out and did our last hike down there, um, there was an area that was unclear of exactly where the trail was going. We'd gotten off the trail a little bit um, and up to the point where I had to pull out the map. Now, normally, we wouldn't know where the heck you were if you weren't on the trail because it's it's so desolate out there. But because I was able to read a topography map and we were on a flat, big, 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 big flat area, we were able to tell where we were, where the trail was, in conjunction with where we had to go and so i'm like well we are on this flat area based on the topography map we know the creek is on our right hand side we know the trails on the left hand side so let's walk 
towards our left and we found the trail right away so that is just a really uh, like a basic example of like uh oh i'm off the trail you know what do i do well or- that's that's where that's where practice and the fear is not that's a um that became like a false evidence appearing real um fear like uh oh we're off the trail well what does that mean that th- there was no fear we had no fear that wasn't even a thought process because we had the tools and the and the know-how to figure it out and to give yourself the best chance of recovery so in that case when someone would say well I'm, I'm afraid i'll get off the trail well that 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 tells you what you may want to practice or may want to learn kind of like changing the flat tire before you get the flat tire or learning how to change it before you get it kind of like learn well if i am lost you know where am i and how do i get myself out of it and those are all things that you can do by you know taking like a wilderness uh, survival class or topography class or compass map um you know uh, a compass class through like REI or some of the other companies that uh, solve that. So you're better educated. So that fear kind of like dissipates itself. Yeah. And I, I, I think this is one of the skill sets that um, is, 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 is more challenging to put into practical uh, use. And because when you need it the most, your fear is already set in or when you need it the most, you're already in a situation where, you know, you can allow yourself to get exponentially off course uh, mentally uh, and physically um, because of all the uncertainties in it. And, and, and it's, and I have found, I have found more confidence in having, having, misunderstood where I was and then kind of connecting all the dots back to where okay ah I missed this little aspect of learning how to like actually practically use a topography map and and navigation and I think the more you practice that is the one skill set that really you got to hone in and you got to practice and you got to learn how to do it and you got to make some mistakes and it's okay to make some mistakes because eventually with that skill set, you are going to find where you need to go or what you need to do because you've run out of water and find out where that, that water source is for you or find out where your bailout points are. And that goes hand in hand with the, with the last thing that I would say. And this is a skill set that is actually not a skill skill set, but more of a piece of advice that is going to hone in on a skill set for you down the road is I see more people looking down and unaware of their surroundings because they don't need to be. And when they need to be, they're like, oh, well, I don't know where I'm at because I've missed everything. So a skill set that I encourage everybody, if you definitely are going out there alone, is to pay attention to your surroundings, not when you need to pay attention to them, but pay attention to them throughout the entire course of your time out in the wilderness. And and you're out there to enjoy it, right? Look up every now and again. Yeah. Um, pick your head up off of your phone and stop, you know, photographing um, from your phone. I mean, look. Scott, Scott's staring at me right <laughs> now. <laughs> look at where you're going. Um, you know, a couple of things that come to mind. Um, first of all, uh, when when you're hiking and you're backpacking in an area you don't know, 
look around and look at key points that you can find for directional use later when you come back. Look for ridge lines. Look for big trees that are silly or funny or, you know, uh, or, or maybe the tree actually has a yellow ribbon around it or a pink ribbon because they're, they're marking it. Or look, look for how the terrain looks. Look for markings that are identifiable to you. Um, it, it, you know, it's, if you're really in an area, if you're doing an out and back, um, you know, when you want to go solo, look at, well, okay, I'm going to set my tent up, you know, here on the left side of the trail or the right hand side of the trail, look for markings, look at where I, where, where I am in conjunction with the trail. The other thing too, is that, you know, for you GPS, uh, users out there, um, you know, when you take a photograph of something, it marks your photograph with a GPS coordinates from your smartphone. So if you know how to pull that information up off of your smartphone, you have your coordinates. You know, when we were caching water in uh, Joshua Tree, I took photographs of the water because it GPSed the water supply. So I knew, you know, now, of course, they were very close to trailhead, so I didn't really need, I didn't really need the GPS, but there was one cache I did GPS market. So there are tools just right there with your smartphone that kind of helps you navigate where you are. But the most important thing is pick your head up, look around, see what's around you so you can help better navigate on your way back to your car. One skill set that I've um, really had been able to put into practical use is, is um, playing out here in Utah and Arizona because you you are you are walking through a lot less definition of what a trail should look like. You know, I, you know, coming from an area where everything's so defined and you know it's carved out and it's like okay, well, there's the trail ahead. That's obvious this day. You, in coming into a territory and a terrain that is uh, somewhat let, less obvious at time, you're going through these deep washes and there is there is no way to indicate your trails is always looking back because things, you know, reference point from flipping your body around and looking the other way, things look very, very different on the return. Very different. And I've been able to like really take that a step further and really test my abilities out here by doing that and, and looking up picking up your head, looking around and taking it all in. You're out there for that reason anyway, taking it all in and being just very, very, very aware. It's really going to evolve you as a solo backpacker and build that confidence in in really understanding your terrain and what you're walking through and how to negotiate your terrain, you know, whether you need it or whether you're just out there to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, out in different geographical areas, there's not necessarily uh, a marked trail. Um, you know, you're hiking on rock or boulder or, you know, when we do the Grand Canyon, I can tell you that there is no trail coming out of the Deer Creek area where we're going to be climbing out of. It's all bouldering up and there's no trail. I mean, you basically are kind of looking for, you know, some sort of a footprint <laughs> in some cases but you know that's the thing you know you have to be kind of aware of you know where where you're going um and uh, eventually you, it becomes second nature to you yeah we've been so conditioned that it's not safe to go solo it's not safe to go out there alone in the woods and particularly for women that holds a deeper uh you know a, like a deeper connection to to to, to kind of 
force those fears to like kind of exponentially grow in our minds or and in others. But with this, these skill sets, these three basic skill sets, um, and they're obviously you got to you got to know what you're doing out there. But with those three basic skill sets, it really is going to exponentially help you build the confidence. And with knowledge comes a lack of fear and with a lack of fear and and building that confidence completely puts you in a safe environment and a safe situation to be able to go explore solo backpacking. There's a uh, uh, really old term um, that's uh, called practice makes perfect. And, uh, you know, I, I encourage people to, to go backpacking solo because it's a wonderful, beautiful thing to build self-esteem and self-confidence. And guess what? You get to listen to the sounds of nature and disconnect on your own terms to learn how to reconnect. And um, I think that's hugely, hugely important, um, especially in some of the times that we are living in right now to disconnect, to just go out there and reconnect. There's nothing better than some good old fashioned private time in nature. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to show some love, go to trustthetrailpodcast.com and click on our merch link. We've partnered with Teespring and created a Trust the Trail store. Coffee cups, t-shirts, hoodies, embrace the suck, sayings, good old fashioned fun stuff to wear. Also, while you're there, sign up for our email uh, list. We're getting getting ready to uh, put that out there. We give you uh, blog posts, things that are going on. Um, each and every month we go back from our life on the road to more backpacking content. So whatever your life is, that newsletter should be for you. So please go sign up. We just have a new article on TrustTrailPodcast.com about three-season gear versus four-season gear is there a difference? What to look for, um, and you know why you would want, why you would not want to buy four season gear if you're going out and backpacking in winter. Shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members, and of course our patrons who help support our podcast, like Angela Sales. Kim Caverman, Brother Bear, Jill Lang, E.J. Newell, Becky Wenger, Helene Prophet, Ted Jones, Bob Esser, Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pellet, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Gary Brucia, John Phillips, Shirley Nutt, Rick Hornick, Jessica Wolfen, Ethan Corona, Jordan Langkrek, Suzanne Adams, Jill Ryder, and Kevin Frost. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account, go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits from our Patreon page. Our podcasts, podcasts are available on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones. We would love for you to go to your favorite podcatcher, give us a review, put post a comment. It always helps spread our podcast to new listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Facebook page, Trust the Trail. When we say go out there and we say the trail gives you everything that you need, we're not always talking about it's going to supply you with um, goods and services. <laughs> but we do talk about that in a spiritual sense, in a self-confidence sense, in a self-esteem sense, in teaching basic life skills that you're going to need later on or you can utilize in your life. The trail will give you everything that you need so trust the trail bye you guys